All right. Um, lead on. This was your idea. You need to stop doing that. I don't. It's so fun. <laughs> well, um, for those of you who need a translation, hello and welcome to episode 23 of Talk About a Thing. Oh, she go on by. Mm. Newfoundland. <laughs> the Newfoundland intro. The Newfoundland intro, yeah. Newfoundland yeah. is in Canada, for those of you who don't know. People don't know shit about Canada unless they're from Canada. That's just, like, true. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about a thing today. On talk about the thing of all podcasts, crazy. Um, yeah. There's been this thing that's been uh, being talked about a lot in the comedy community, both online and at shows, um, at least from what I've seen. And I just want to talk about it because I have some opinions. Um, and Wyatt and I already had like a little little chat about this. And I was like, oh, we should do this as an episode. So I just we're going to talk about it. Um, and Elijah I'm just like, what's so important that you got to... You know, record a podcast on my day of slothdom. <laughs> I've been really taking it easy today. It's oh, my okay. weekend off. Oh, good for you. I'm sorry that I had to make you work today. This isn't work. This is me That's gabbing true. with my BFF about crazy shit. Yeah. Um, so basically what's going on is um, Eliza Schlesinger... I'm just going to call her Eliza because she changed her stage name to, like, just Eliza, which I thought was pretty cool. Wait, I wait, like wait, 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 She's not cool enough to do that. No, I no, mean, no. Can, can we talk about this? Prince can do it. Sade can do it. Fucking Brandy, I guess. Okay. Uh, Bono, yeah, sure. Fuck it. We just let Bono do whatever shit he wants anyway. But <laughs> Eliza Schlesinger. Well, exactly. People kept mispronouncing her last name. So she was like, fuck it. I'll go by Eliza. Eliza Schlesinger. I'm just having too much fun with this. Stop making fun of her. This is okay. So we, okay. I have a feeling I'll have a lot more opportunity to make fun of her. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. Um, So let me see if I can find the direct quote. Basically, she was talking about um, women in comedy and, like, what they should and shouldn't Uh be doing. Um, And I see where she's coming from, but I have some opinions. So, uh, yeah. Let me see. Um, Okay, so here's the I agree. There are certain things that uh, female comedians should not do, such as uh, enforce oppressive power structures. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what she said. When you're a woman in comedy and you get a break, people get so excited about it. But while we have to work hard to get that attention, I do think many women think, oh, if I just act like a guy, if I go for that low-hanging fruit, everything's about sex or how weird I am. It all just kind of runs together. I could walk into the improv, close my eyes, and I can't tell one girl's act apart from another. That's not saying that 30-something white guys don't all sound the same sometimes, but I'm banging my head against the wall because women want to be treated as treated as equals and we want feminism to be a thing but it's really difficult when every woman makes the same point about her vagina over and over i think i'm the only woman out there who has a joke about world war ii in my set i think shock value works well for women but beyond that there's no substance i want to see what else there is with such complex smart creatures so something's off about that uh, quote how do you mean did she just generalize female comedians while trying to promote female comedians? Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of yeah. 
that's basically yeah, that doesn't sound that's basically right. the problem that I have and that a lot of female comedians are having with this statement where she's like using this blanket statement um, and then you know saying it as like like I'm a feminist and blah 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 and and I do think she is a feminist like I've seen her latest special confirmed kills which I loved I thought she I think she's hilarious and I think she's proving a point and mm-hmm. I yeah I love that special but at the same time I also didn't agree with everything that she was saying in it so like you know <laughs> You can you can like people and still disagree with them. That's what this is for me today. I, uh, Wyatt, I don't know if you're a fan of Eliza or not. I am. Um, I'm not a huge Eliza sh- fan. Just call her Eliza. <laughs> I'm not a huge Eliza fan. Ugh, just calling her by <laughs> one single name bugs me, okay? It's just she's not Rich cool enough to have Eliza. the mononym. Okay, so here's the thing: is I haven't been doing comedy nearly as long as Eliza has. Obviously, I've been doing it for less than a year. Um, but in my personal experience, a lot, like most of the women that comedians that I know, maybe this is a Vancouver thing, I don't know, but most of them aren't talking about their vaginas, and most of them aren't doing shock comedy. Um, and the ones that are, are doing it very well, like Ali Mon, um, does some, you know, does some sexual jokes in her act, mm-hmm. and I think she's fucking hilarious, and she's also one of the nicest people I know. She runs a room in Vancouver. She's amazing, um, and so it's it's this weird thing. And she she kills. I've seen her go up and absolutely kill. And so I think it's weird that, you know, women who make vagina jokes are wrong or whatever. Like it's see the timing of you bringing this up to me is very interesting. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what I watched just last night? What did you watch? Sarah Silverman's A Speck of Dust. Yes! And it was a marvelous one-hour special. It was yes. oh, amazing. Totally. Um, yes. First off, uh, I gotta give credit where it's due here. Uh, Sarah Silverman, uh, she came up in kind of like this shock comedy renaissance where yeah. like... This tiny Jewish girl makes um, ethnic and racial slurs, but it's ironic. This is like the peak of the Family Guy era, of course. Yeah. But now, and she's admitted that she looks back on herself back in the day and she cringes. And mm-hmm. now she kind of dropped the cheap shock act. And now she's like a really great stand-up comedian in her own right. And mm-hmm. she decidedly has her own voice. And mm-hmm. there's really... The only person I can think of to compare Sarah Silverman to, like, now, is kind of a modern-day Janine Garofalo, but with I extra that, yeah. butthole jokes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I haven't seen much of Janine Garofalo's stand-up. I haven't loved all that I've seen. I love her acting. I think, like, she as a person is pretty great, but I... I don't know. I, mean, I should watch more of her stand-up. I, I have no right to an opinion on, on oh, Jean yeah. Garofalo. But, Jean Garofalo's yeah. pretty. She is pretty. I think. That's very true. Oh, my God. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion was on TV the other night, and I watched it, and I, like, loved her in it. I just bit my own tongue. Don't do that, Wyatt. Oh. I'm eating strawberries. Yeah, Wyatt's eating strawberries on the air. <laughs> They're fucking delicious. Okay. Oh, honey. Okay. <laughs> don't... Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry to anybody who is misophonia who is listening to this right now. Is that what it is? Misophonia? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm leaning off mic so I can chew. Oh, good idea. Um 
anyway, um, yeah, no, Sarah Silverman's new special is great. And I actually think it's kind of similar to Eliza's in a way where, like, both of them have a very clear, they have something they want to get across. They have an agenda and they're special. And, of course, they're doing silly stuff, too, like, to make you laugh. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a point to it. There's, like, this thing, like, I support women and I support, like, this and I support that. And, and, and primarily it, there is, like, a, a feminist aspect to both of those specials. So I think it's... Interesting that Sarah's coming up right now. Let's get. Can we just let's get back to this statement because I just it. It feels really. It feels really general to me in a way that I don't think is fair, because there are so many female comedians out there, especially now, which is really amazing. And we have you know comedians like Eliza and Sarah Silverman to thank for that because they've kind of helped make it mainstream. But uh, right. Yeah, it's. It just feels really general, and and she was saying that's what what's she was. Let me find the quote again. Um, oh, if I just act like a guy, if I go for that low hanging fruit, and I don't think it is acting like a guy. Like I mean, it kind of is because, again, I've been to a lot of shows and I've seen you know, guy after guy after guy get up and tell jokes about their dick, and uh, which is fine. And that's and what so we I kind do. Of get what Eliza's saying. Yeah, but and I kind of get what Eliza's saying of like, oh, a woman who's just talking about her vagina is just being like a dude. Like, I get where she's coming from with that, but I think it's kind of, I, I think it's different. I did an all-female comedy competition um, a couple weeks ago, and there were all sorts of like talented, funny ladies there, and it was really great to hang out with them before the show, and I got to meet everybody. And for the most part, people on stage were telling jokes about, you know, uh, motherhood and their relationships and their lives and there were very very few sex jokes and the ones that were were relatable and funny and I just I think it's almost it's not acting like a guy I think it's just kind of creating a space where you know the other half of the audience can relate to the performer that's up on stage you know yeah. what I mean and of course like not everybody is you know penis or vagina but like you know what I mean like <laughs> I think it's just kind of creating a, a relatable thing for people in the audience that don't always get to see that. So I think it can also be a good thing. Um, I don't really have much to add to it other than the fact that I'm still kind of tripping on the fact that, you know, she she somehow managed in that statement to put a whole bunch of women down while trying to raise them up. She's trying so hard to make this really important feminist statement, and it completely failed. Pretty much, yeah. And it's it's sad to see, because I do think that Eliza's got some really great things to say, but I, I'm guessing this is just like a spur-of-the-moment thing that she, yeah, didn't really think through. Um, but the thing is, she's also been defending it like afterwards on Twitter quite a bit, and that's that's also bothering me because it's like it's okay to admit that you were wrong about something. Yeah. And there are all these comedians. Like I saw Mae Martin, whom I love. Mae Martin's amazing. If those for those of you who don't know, look up Mae Martin. M A E Martin. She's great. Um, but she sent a tweet out to Eliza, and I didn't even realize that they were like that she was following her. But she was like, I think this is like a blanket generalization. I don't think this is fair. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. Like <laughs> Mae, you're totally right. And um. I just, yeah, it's it's very general, and it yeah. What do you think about vagina jokes, Wyatt? I'm fine with them. I think you know we have so many dick jokes on Earth that you know mm-hmm. it's only fair that we have a vagina joke once in a while. 
<laughs> exactly. It's equality. Um, they all secrete weird shit, and they all urinate, and they all um, they all smell kind of weird, and that's hilarious. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Sure, totally. And um, some people have both. Are there that's any? That's true. I was just gonna bring that up because I've been to also. I've done. Um, I regularly do a show in Vancouver. Um, well, not regularly, but I'm kind of like on the roster of comedians that usually get to be on it um called stand up stand out and it's a queer comedy night and there are all sorts of comedians that get up like i've seen non-binary comedians get up and i've seen um you know trans women and um i don't think i've seen any trans men but also i don't know um oh i saw a trans man do uh stand up one time it was on youtube though but he was a riot nice oh that's awesome and he wasn't Um, shy at all about like the transition yeah and so i think like you know, I, I think it's cool if we if we could develop a world where everybody can just, you know, talk about their bodies and talk about the silliness that we, we as a society, like, we have this weird attitude towards our bodies. And I feel like if we kind of embrace that and talked about that in our comedy, I think that's actually a really great thing, you know? That's what comedy's for, you know, <laughs> to talk about the uh, weirdness and crazy minutia of our lives and shit. That dates back to George Carlin in the 70s. Joking about teenage masturbation. Oh my god. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I've been to these like queer comedy nights and I've heard people, like all sorts of people who have, you know, lives and genitalia and all that stuff that's very different from mine, like talk about their experiences and I've found them still relatable and funny because they're just good comedians. And so I think it's like maybe Eliza's not seeing very many good comedians doing it. Like maybe that's part of it. But I mean Somehow I think, like, in the circles that she's in, she would be seeing, like, good vagina jokes if she were seeing them, you know? I was gonna say, like, she's on the circuit. She's, like, she's, like, part of, like, some of the biggest names in comedy right now. You'd think that she'd have her ear to the street or at least, you know, to the scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And so it's... It seems so ill-informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it really does. And so it's... Have you noticed a big trend in... This is going to sound a bit blanket, but I think I have enough to back me up on this one. Okay. Have you noticed a big trend of famous women that uh, latch on to the current feminist movement? Katy Perry is a feminist now. (coughs) And uh, she promptly teamed up for a collaboration with Migos who are known homophobes and transphobes. Ugh. Surprise! Um, Taylor Swift became a feminist. Mm-hmm. And uh, and don't get me wrong, I love Taylor Swift's music. I'm not yeah, even yeah. I'm not even shy about that. Mm-hmm. But she's it's kind of it's kind of an open secret by this point that she kind of embraced feminism has more of a has She's part a of a feminist white feminist and it, and yeah. she more embraced it as a rebranding of her image than anything kind else of, yeah like she hangs out with white women she talks about feminist themes but mostly as it pertains to herself oh yeah I remember she like she won some sort of music award and she talked about it as being like a victory for all women and I was like mm, maybe stop 
female genital mutilation first. Like it just it it seemed like kind of a trivial thing to be celebrating on behalf of all women. I was like, no, you won an award. Like good for you, but don't make it about everybody else. Exactly. Um, once, like, once again, we're talking about these people like Eliza and Taylor Swift and all these people, but, like, we still like them. We still like their work. We're just talking about, you know, question marky things that they've done, which is fine. Your your fave can be problematic, and you yeah. can still like them as long as you, you know, acknowledge their problematic behavior. But it's a trend, I've noticed, in yes. the oh, sure. um, mid to late 2010s. Mm-hmm. Are we in the late 2010s yet? Or are we still I in the mids? So. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, feminism... Uh, partly thanks to Tumblr, yay, is uh, more prominent now than I think it's ever been. It's impossible to ignore at this point unless you're in, like, really big conservative bubbles, like my hometown. (laughs) So, I shouldn't talk trash. My hometown just had its first Pride Parade. Yay! Yay! Oh, it's bittersweet. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so that's been a thing that I've noticed happening. Like, and I have mixed feelings about. It. Like, I'm glad women in power are really trying to embrace. Like, there's no other way to put this. Being woke, being woke, sure. they're embracing yeah. that. But the problem mm-hmm. is that lends itself to you know, you know, privilege not being fully processed. Like, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Eliza Schleizer are... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop. Um, yeah. They are very, very white privileged women, and mm-hmm. they're not grasping that at I all. I mean, that's very true. Like, Eliza's latest special is great, but she she does kind of talk about women in a very general way in her stand-up, too, um, which is something that I don't particularly agree with. Like, she talks about you know, the kind of women that she is friends with and that the, the kind of woman that she is where, you know, she's very pretty, relatively young, you know, late twenties, early thirties. And mm-hmm. she kind of has a bit of, she has that white privilege. And so she kind of talks about women as if we're all that way. And sometimes I can't relate to it because I am, well, I'm younger than her and I'm not, you know, pretty in the conventional way that she is. And so it's this interesting thing where it's like, Oh, like, you think everybody has the same experience as you, and in fact, no. Um, By the way, you are gorgeous in a conventional way, so you shush. Oh, thank you. I don't even know follow what a conve- on, I don't even know what a conventional way is. Okay, I, mean, just, yeah. is a, I just mean like you're gorgeous, darling. I just mean like my stomach sticks out, and that's not considered very pretty in the society. I think it's great. It's like my little chub. That sounds bad. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, why don't we all it, just it, embrace t- tummies as cute I think that's yeah. like the next point in our evolution tummies are cute they're no longer yes. Cheeto flab it's just oh I get a little tum tum yeah I like my little tum and so yeah in the international society yeah <laughs> it's filled with Doritos oh my god and internalized self-hatred Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, don't cry while you eat your strawberries, Wyatt. Oh no, these are so delicious. I can't believe they were half off of the superstore. Good for you. <laughs> they're not um, even old, and they're great. Um, 
So yeah, those are my thoughts. Like I see where Eliza's coming from. Like I, I do think that you know female comedians should work hard to be unique. Like she was saying, uh, she was like, I think I'm the only com- fe- like comedian or female comedian that has a World War II joke, and that's true. You should try to have unique jokes and a unique brand and a unique um, voice. Like you should try and be one of a kind when you're on stage. And I agree with that part of the statement for sure. Um, yeah. But if part of that is making vagina jokes, like so be it. That's a great thing you just said. You should be like your own voice when you get on stage. Don't try to, don't try to like Dennis Leary it and just be like, what's popular right now? Mm. Yeah, I'm still a little better. Sorry, but yeah, um, no, I know, I know about you and Dennis Leary. Don't worry. Yeah, it broke my um, heart, Dennis. You broke my heart. Aw. Yeah, the, the you know, waves kind of come and go in comedy, which is why it's all the more important to just sound lo- this goes really for any medium just you do you don't don't let other comedians tell you what you can and can't talk about because i've i mean honestly if, if if comedians let other people tell them what they could could or couldn't say like we wouldn't have comedy yeah yeah i, I don't talk about what other people like I've, I've said before on this podcast like what i personally find funny and what i don't personally find funny um but that's just me like i'm not going to tell other people because humor is so subjective like we've talked about this before humor is like one of the most subjective things ever and so like telling people what is or isn't funny or what is or isn't good is just dumb in comedy because it's so it's so subjective uh, speaking of faves doing problematic things, uh, you know the, you know how Bill Maher on whatever yeah. show he's got now said the N-word? Bill Maher, yeah. And by the way, Bill Maher has always been kind of an asshole. I just want to make that clear. Oh, yeah, no, He's totally. Islamophobic as shit. Ben yeah. Affleck called him out on his Islamophobia. Ben Affleck! Thanks, Affleck. Um, yeah, no, I remember like Bill Maher made jokes about 9-11 like two days after it happened or something, and it was just like, ooh, like... Ooh, easy, Tiger. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my point was, uh, one of my favorite stand-up comics, Christopher Titus, mm-hmm. defended him. Uh... Because he's a strong believer in one of those, we should be able to say whatever we want, we're, it's comedy, we're on stage, Titus, no, no. I mean... You should be able to say whatever you want, but maybe not slurs. Maybe not things that bring down an entire group of people. Maybe not oppressive power structures. Yeah. I was talking to somebody, I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I think I've mentioned it to you before, Wyatt, but um, somebody I know uh, tried to defend what Bill Maher was saying. Because they were like, oh, you know, he he was saying like... I noticed how you didn't say, I noticed how you didn't say a friend. Yeah, um, but they were saying like they, he <laughs> he was you know he was making a statement about because in the context of the clip like the guy was uh, the guy that he was talking to was saying like come out and work in the fields with us and Bill was like no thanks I'm a house n word and you know he was making a statement about slavery and I was like yeah okay but maybe it's not his statement to make because he's a white dude who benefits from the institution yeah. of slavery that has you know that's been happening in the past just like we do like i i don't feel qualified to talk about this but i you know what i mean like it's i have enough sense to know like that it's not my story to tell you know what i mean it's not my right. thing to comment on it much rather what we're honkies we should know like <laughs> we've done enough basically okay yeah. you know it's not a place yeah. to say 
to like call herself the n-word it's not her place to wear dreadlocks it's not her place to oh by the way you probably shouldn't wear dreadlocks white people yeah you really shouldn't yeah friendly reminder <laughs> yeah so that sucks that Christopher Titus is being problematic I'm sorry yeah and I've, I've usually been a huge fan of his because I appreciate I how he is an expert at finding funny in a dark place Mm-hmm. This was not one of those times. I think I think I've said pretty much all I want to say about this. Uh any closing remarks? Uh yes. Don't eat yellow snow. Uh okay. don't eat cheese before noon. And okay. uh Lincoln Park's new album is terrible. That's oh. it. Okay, cool. Uh do you want to do jam joke and check in? I would love to. Alright, cool. Um You wanna go first? Mm. These are still fucking delicious. Um, My uh, jam of the week is Queen Latifah. Okay. Just all of her music in general? I was kind of vibing to her while I was uh, in Superstore today. And I was just like, (laughs) not only is she a good rapper, she's got cool shit to say. I I, I just like listening to her rap. Mm -hmm. She's pretty good. I'm mainly familiar with, like, her older stuff. Like, I don't know what her... Uh, she she did like jazz soul stuff later in her career. I haven't heard that, mm-hmm. and I think I should. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's super talented. I appreciate yeah. Queen Latifah. Oh yeah, and her voice is amazing too. Yeah, cool. Queen Latifah's yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, my jam of the week is "Steal My Sunshine" by Len. It came on when I was in the car the other day, and I was just like, yeah, and I was singing along. It was just it was a fun time. Yeah. Hey, Robin, do you like butter tarts? <laughs> Do you know I like butter tarts? Sharon, I love you! <laughs> Aw, I do like butter tarts. Um, <laughs> what's your joke of the week? Um, my joke of the week is, no, seriously, get on Netflix and watch A Speck of Dust by Sarah Silverman. It is hilarious no way that's my joke of the week too oh no oh we matched is this the first time we've matched on something i think unless you Uh, can't say the same thing which is the point i mean yeah but yeah she tells this one joke that sound it like the lead up sounds like it's gonna be this horrible traumatizing thing and it ends with Exactly what joke you're talking about. Oh, so I'm not gonna good. spoil it, but you have to hear yeah. it for yourself. Yeah, just watch it. It's oh my Sarah's god, got some great, great shit to say. It's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. She made an awesome fisting joke. I must say, she made a fisting joke. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with the right, his right, asshole right. fingers? <laughs> my his asshole fingers. Right. <laughs> I didn't realize that was about fisting. I thought that was just about you know fingering. No, she seems to me like she's a go big or go home kind of girl. I guess so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we can do it. Chicken. How are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> did you just, did you just make a Rosie the Riveter reference with fisting? <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't 
of you who can't see this because this is a podcast, Wyatt literally just made the Rosie the Riveter pose where he like held up his arm like he was a strong person and was like, we can do it. And I uh, think that's the most sexually fist. explicit joke I've ever made on this podcast. I mean... Pat on the back. Go me. Good for you. <laughs> that's a pretty, that was pretty great. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, okay. what's your check-in? What's your How check-in? How are you? What's your check-in? You go first. Uh, inferiority complex. Sorry Yay, to bring down the mood. Again. <laughs> Yay. No. Uh, um, I kind of got online, was it last night or the night before? And I just kind of blabbed like, wow, I, I, I had one of those thoughts where it's like, I feel worthless, but it wasn't like sad. It was like, uh, oh wow, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. And it's just, mm. and you know what I learned? Those are actually kind of surprisingly natural. Like even suicidal mm. thoughts when they come up in. I know this is a dark topic, but no, it's cool. Uh, Pat Oswald had a bit about this too. Like when you're like having random suicidal thoughts at idle moments that's actually a natural symptom of you know depression and a lot of mental illnesses Mm -hmm. and and like you're not necessarily a horrible person for thinking stuff like that it's just you know a symptom of stuff that you're already dealing with and I kind of and I kind of feel better oddly enough when I think about that. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm broken, but I'm not that broken. Alright. <laughs> this is a great vibe we have going on yeah, right now. Yeah, this is just, this is a really fun yeah. episode. <laughs> Talk um, about the thing, dragging your souls to hell and back. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah. So as for me, I've been doing some comedy competitions. <laughs> oh my god, you've been doing the polar opposite of what I've been doing. That's great. I mean, not really. Hanging out with comedians is pretty fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah. No, a like lot of all comedians... of us have depression. Like literally yeah. all of us. It's ridiculous. Um but yeah, no, I did the uh the yuck off in Vancouver, which is uh, is done by yuck yucks. What? I, I said ew. In my head, that sounds like, wow, who's the best vomiter? I mean, I guess so. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, I did not weigh in at all, but it was a fun night. And I got to meet some really cool comedians. Um, and then I also, I mentioned earlier, I did, like, a fun ladies' night uh, comedy competition. Uh, BC's Funniest Female Comic, I believe it was called. And that one was really fun, too. I got to hang out with all these, like, really funny ladies before the show. And they were all really talented. And so, yeah. I didn't go anywhere in these competitions. But it, but also, I've been doing comedy for, like, s- six months or whatever. And, and, yeah, it was mostly just, like, a fun, you know friend-making opportunity for me, which was really nice. It's an experience. Yeah. So that's You'll get there. Thing. Thanks, man. I hope so. Uh, do the spiel. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to Talk About The Thing. Uh, <laughs> you can... Oh, my God. I've forgotten everything. Um, oh, you can like us... You can like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at T-A-T-T Podcast. So that's cool. Um, you can also send us an email... 
you know, asking us the questions, sending us a weird Photoshop picture of the two of us, because that's been sent there before. Bye. Love that. Ishka. Thank you, Ishka. Um, uh, to uh, talk about the thing at gmail.com. You can send us, you know, questions for future episodes, anything like that. It'll be a fun time. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Robin the Crow. Robin is spelled like the bird. Robin is not. Wyatt, what's your Twitter? Drinkable Wizard. Yeah. That's, that's it for that. That's a spiel. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our incredibly timely podcast. And uh, we look forward to doing more talking about the thing on Talk About the Thing. Um, don't Eat Yellow Snow. Uh, Lincoln Park's new album is terrible, and I forgot the other one. Uh, I said or die. Sorry. <laughs> uh, watch Beck of Dust on Netflix. All right, cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.